I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Hello, this is Raul Ramirez with the Catch Wrestling Alliance, uh, where we keep real wrestling alive. Um, this is kind of an unusual uh, time for for our live stream, but figured uh, might as well do it right now because I um, wanted to uh, make sure that we connected. Hopefully, uh, you know, if if you're if you're online right now and watching, you know, feel free to uh, you know, like feel free to ask questions or make comments or whatever. Actually, let me go ahead and, it's kind of making a reflection here, this, if you're seeing the live stream, there's a photo, or there's a picture frame here. Let me get that out of the way. Okay, so that should be a little bit more clear there. Um, so, just wanna let you guys know, or give you an update that uh, we started the classes at UCLA. Um, I was unfortunately telling everybody on the live stream that uh, we uh, the classes were open to everybody, and unfortunately, that's not the case. It's only for UCLA students. Um, I didn't know that just because it's a public university. So and any member of the public can join the gym. It's called the John Wooden Center. Um, it's one of the best gyms around, really. It has like top-notch um, uh like equipment and stuff so it's like as a gym it's really excellent but i guess the classes are only for students so i'm sorry (laughs) sorry about that Uh, i totally was confused by that but if you're a student if you're a ucla student uh go for it it's it like they have multiple passes so you can sign up for a specific class so if you only want to take one day or whatever you can sign up for that one day or two days, or you can do like a, it was called an all-inclusive pass. So you can take uh, all of the martial art classes you want. Um, so yeah, they have a wide range of stuff. So that includes like boxing and uh, you know various forms of grappling, karate, and um, even ninjutsu and stuff. So um, I was actually thinking about maybe take, taking that one because like on on uh, Thursday. No, no, sorry. Wednesday, it's like ninjutsu actually starts after my class, and then they use the same room that I'm in or that I use. So um, that might be pretty might be pretty interesting to take ninjutsu, um, like just to see what it's about. Because um, what's cool about the UCLA martial arts classes is that they actually get like experts. So say like, hey, I'm teaching. <laughs> so. Um, and uh, but the ninjutsu instructor, I, I spoke with her uh, yesterday, and I guess you know it's like it's been there for a while, and um, it's some you know some sort of like legit like lineage from you know I don't know how old or whatever, but um, so same thing even with like the 
you know, we have jujitsu and all the other different martial arts. Oh, there's this other uh, karate style. I don't know the name because, uh, like, I don't remember. It has a special, specific name. Uh, but, yeah, it's some sort of kind of like a famous style. And um, it's not like one of the big kickboxing ones that we would know, like uh, Shotokan or something like that. It's another one, but it's like, you know, they, they have they have kind of like legit styles with whatever history and stuff like that. So um, that's what's pretty cool about uh, UCLA Martial Arts or the Recreation Department. So the UCLA Martial Arts is under the Recreation Department. And um, the coordinator right now, um, he really cares about having a wide variety of martial arts. I think because uh, he himself went through like the Inosanto Academy. So that's uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, is that that's actually a school here in Los Angeles. It is, um, or Dan Inosanto. If you don't know who he is, is that he was one of Bruce Lee's like students, but he was already a martial artist, you know. Um, and so anyway, so he was big time connected with Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee was into, you know, mixing different styles and whatnot, finding what works for you and all that. And Anyway, so now his school um, is, we call it kind of West LA. I don't know if it's officially like Culver City, but it's closer to the beach and are kind of around Venice. Um, and so the main coordinator for UCLA is a student of that, that Inosanto Academy. And so since they're all about like having, learning from different styles and all that, so um, he... His name is Paul. So Paul tries to uh, have a really top-notch martial arts program at UCLA. He came. He told me that he came from a different university. Um, I think like there's other university. I think it's. I believe it is in um, Illinois, maybe. Um, oh no, Indiana, I believe. So uh, university in Indiana has like a, a very extensive martial arts program. Um, and so it's actually considered one of the best, like, uh, like kind of like university gyms. And, but what Paul was telling me is that this university gym required, or this university requires the students to be taking these classes, um, at least once or something like that, maybe at least one semester or something like that. So, uh, UCLA, none of these classes are required. Um, so it's all like whatever, you know, whoever wants to be there goes um so we're doing it different but we're still having an extensive program anyway so it's really top notch so if you happen to be you know a ucla student you know take advantage um when i was a student i didn't know about that right when i first joined or you know right not, not joined but right when i first became a student i, I discovered uh the john wooden center later um but once i did you know then i was like there all the time and I took all kinds of, um, all kinds of martial arts there, and that's it's one of the reasons why I discovered catch wrestling. We didn't have a catch wrestling class there; we had jujitsu. Um, but um, my uh, my background was in Chinese kickboxing, and also did Chinese wrestling. We also even had sumo there. Um, but with that background, uh, I did very well in the uh, jujitsu classes. And so that kind of led me to believe that there has to be more to grappling or there has to be a grappling style that kind of fit 
better with my understanding of grappling. And then that led me to research and I found catch wrestling. And so it was because of like my experience at the John Wooden Center really that um, got me into catch wrestling. And so that's uh, it's like the, the, that's how it went, right? So um, let's go ahead and try to get into the subject of today, which is actually kind of inspired by uh, people's comments online, but also even some of the students who are taking my class um, at UCLA now. Because um, I think this is something that comes up often, and uh, I think we should kind of address it because there's so many different uh, aspects to this subject. So is catch wrestling too good to be true? Okay, so what do you see when you when you see images of catch wrestling? One of the things that like I, I appreciate the past a lot, and there's so many really great and amazing wrestlers in catch wrestling history. Um, and so many amazing stories, really, with even with the athletes themselves or with promoters, or really, um, really, really amazing. But I think a lot of times catch wrestling, or at least people who nowadays who are trying to uh, promote catch wrestling, they're really stuck in the past. And even the fans, I mean, so like if I post um, like an old picture, that that tends to get a lot of likes. I post an old picture like on social media or whatever. Uh, people really seem to like that. Uh, you know, it's cool. I like it too. But um, but as opposed to a new picture, like a one of from one of our events, um, you know, I, I think sometimes the older picture might get more likes, right? Um, so that being said, I want to try to connect it to like, is it is there some kind of mythical past of catch wrestling? Uh, because back in the heyday of catch wrestling, catch wrestlers were really dominating. They were dominating judo players and uh, jujitsu practitioners. Um, so is that so? When you see catch wrestling advertised nowadays, does it seem too good to be true? Um, not exactly. Actually, it is. It is great. It is still great, and it's not too good to be true. But when you actually have an instructor. Uh, that knows what they're doing and uh, you know knows authentic catch wrestling very well then you can be getting some really great results uh, in grappling competition right so um, kind of one of the experiences that I've seen based on like comments or even uh, in teaching especially like at UCLA we have like a lot of students uh, trying the classes and then you know one of the things is like because uh, like in wrestling we don't mind giving up our back, right? So giving the back to your opponent is actually a really good defensive move. Um, and um, it's not really dangerous. And especially like say if you're doing uh, nogi grappling and um, you know how to defend against chokes, uh, which isn't too difficult, then really giving up your back shouldn't be much of a problem whatsoever. And it shouldn't be considered a big no-no. So when you get people coming from more of a jujitsu background when they they really uh, try to talk about how it is a a huge red flag or it's like a big uh, a big thing that you cannot do when you're grappling then um, then it they, that kind of gets ingrained and that is actually uh, you'll so you'll hear 
uh people like in like say commentators for mma talking about oh they're giving up their bag oh the choke is coming and this and that and like hopefully those of you who follow this channel for a little while you've seen where it's like uh it was just a few months ago this year where uh you know high level grappler gary tonnen uh could not submit a low level grappler in his mma fight he was still able to take the back and uh try to do the chokes and all that but the low-level Japanese, um, the Japanese fighter was um, like a big-time karate guy. So um, he's a higher-level karate guy, and I think he could have won or should have won that fight if he just, you know, focused on his strikes. He really hit Gary uh, a lot with uh, great, great strikes. But I think maybe he was a little too respectful to to Tonin, and so maybe he felt like he would if he through too much, uh, then maybe he would get a leg caught or uh, an arm caught. Um, but I think because he was able to escape several times, then he should have been emboldened to just let his hands and legs go. Uh, and then he even need Tonin in the face like one time. So, um, you know, if he, if he just kept that up, I think he would have won that fight if not got a knockout. Right. So, um, with that being said, it's like they these people, like say the commentators and stuff, when um, you know when they see even a high level grappler take someone's back, you know people are they're they're commentating saying that oh this is the beginning of the end or oh, so then that translates to the audience thinking it's the beginning of the end and but what happened in the fight the lower level grappler did not get finished and so this is i'm just offering this as some evidence you know there's plenty of evidence out there that uh saying that you know that giving up your back is not the end of the world and plenty of people in professional situ situations including mma and grappling have escaped these scenarios um and it doesn't mean that like say giving up your back or whatever doesn't mean that you're a lower lower level grappler whatsoever um so these these but I think, say, like the mainstream idea or the mainstream notion of grappling has changed, right? Because back in the day when catch wrestling dominated, these types of defensive positions, like that we call referees' position in the United States, um, were not considered um, like a bad thing. It wasn't necessarily considered the best thing, right? Like, so, um, like if you were the person on bottom, it was obviously better to not like pin yourself, you know, so not face your opponent is actually better to uh, and a stronger position to be in that referee's position. Uh, Cause you, you also had many opportunities, right. And um, you had many opportunities to do different techniques. So that would include standing back up or trying to get some reversals. Right. So that's, um, these are the the things that say so like even nowadays we're having I think there was like a uh, like a DVD out there an instructional DVD to calling themselves Turtle Guard and stuff like that so uh, showing that there's a lot of truly catch wrestling and wrestling techniques uh, that come from giving up your back or whatever so we call it like referee's position um, so there's no real need um, no real need to um, like 
think that way, but again, just try to almost see like how you've been conditioned mentally by the mainstream. So it totally happens in all kinds of scenarios where uh, it might take a long time for ideas to change. So kind of like even in the scientific community, which is unfortunate, you'll have some like these, these hardliners where they believe they might they might believe that uh, maybe something that they've discovered in their lifetime is the end all be all of some kind of like medical treatment. But then uh, new research comes out showing that that another treatment might be better. But you'll have this whole camp where they don't want to uh, like take in the new information. And so sometimes you even have to wait until these people die before the more advanced knowledge, you know, makes it to the mainstream, which is unfortunate because with regards to medicine and stuff, you know, you can save a lot of lives if every if everything was more like if if more effective treatment was available all across the world. Um, but unfortunately, we have like these different camps and sometimes you, you literally have to wait for some of these, these, uh, these cavemen to, to die, right? So people with this, this type of mentality. So back to grappling, what are we seeing in grappling, right? We're seeing really uh, even some famous grappler, fa famous grappling coaches talking about the benefits of different aspects of wrestling right so usually like if one of the most famous ones john danaher right so if he says something positive about grappling uh you'll, you'll hear about it from me because uh you know people are sharing all his 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 like uh, his posts because you know they're they're thinking it's so full of wisdom and all that and uh, so I, I definitely get it comes around to me even seeing it so um that's why I share it with you because it's interesting that someone who is really well known for Nogi is talking about the benefits of wrestling. He talks about all kinds of things where it's like we even talked about the benefits of pinning, right? And uh, because it's what what I've seen is that uh, say like up until John Danaher uh, like approves of something about wrestling, then a lot of the comments uh, say have to talk about pinning, right? Uh, like maybe people will be, will be commenting that uh, pinning is useless and worthless and this and that. And then, but if John Danaher then puts his post out about the benefits of pinning and how pinning somebody can uh, lead to getting a submission. And then after that, it's like, uh, it's crickets all of a sudden, right? So, so this is kind of, I'm trying to give you some um, examples, right? Of how, um, like the mainstream idea. So it's like jujitsu when they, when they um, organized the first UFC for like the Gracie family and organized the first UFC event to showcase jujitsu. Uh, that was kind of a, uh, kind of like an awakening for the public. Right. And so then they, they were, I guess they absorbed a lot of these notions and then jujitsu really spread all over the world. Right. Because, you know, catch wrestling had almost gone extinct and all that. So, um these these ideas kind of really spread and took over like the mainstream so that's why when say when i teach catch wrestling and i'm talking about these things or since we're kind of talking about like the easiest example about like say giving up your back uh, which is a defensive position in catch wrestling um if you you know if i'm teaching and then maybe some new student who's 
really influenced by MMA or um, jujitsu and they see it and then they'll, they'll comment like, Oh, but that's giving up your back. You shouldn't do that. And I'm like, well, it's just because you're, um, you know, you, you, you have that mainstream thought, uh, way of thinking or whatever. And, um, you know, you know, but it's just, it's not the, it's not the end all be all truth of even grappling. Right. Um, so that's one of the things that, um, like, can, like you, you can think of where it's like, is catch wrestling too good to be true? Where you have these things where a lot of the different techniques that nowadays seem odd. So then people aren't necessarily incorporating them. And so that's kind of another aspect where it's like, uh, this was a few years ago where, uh, like someone was trying to comment about, um, of course, all the professional MMA fighters know all these different catch wrestling techniques, right? And so they were saying, because you're a professional MMA fighter, so this might give you an example of like all the weird things that we hear, right? So someone's argument was that um, because people are professional MMA fighters, and that must mean they know all these different techniques, that, especially the ones that we use in catch wrestling, but when you see them in practice or in MMA, uh, in the fights, a lot of these techniques aren't being done. So it doesn't go to show that they're not effective. What it goes to show is truly they just don't know them because many times they're more effective than what we see happening in MMA. I think that's one of the reasons why um, I don't really, or maybe I kind of, I, like I don't really watch a lot of MMA so much anymore because, um, I, I, I like I don't know I like uh, really good grappling or you know so, um, when I don't like so, <laughs> anyway I've kind of fallen out of it or fallen um, where I don't really watch it as much anymore as, or as religiously or whatever I'll, I'll tend to watch a little bit more of one championship because of the the varying uh are like martial art styles and they'll mix in some kickboxing matches and stuff like that so um i find i tend to find that a little bit more interesting but even then i'll even be watching like how you, those of you who, who are subscribed to this channel and watch a lot of the videos like i've really kind of fallen back in love with sumo wrestling and um one of the things say even say talking about like sumo wrestling is that they're able to get some really cool moves that again also aren't you know being seen in mma and this and that but every once in a while like one example would be like that one arm uh throwdown that was it um khabib did that and like that video went viral and then everyone was talking about like oh how dc was like he was watching he was really like so daniel cormier was watching and was really excited about about it and all that um but you don't necessarily see it being done in MMA, uh, you know, for various reasons, but it doesn't mean that it's not effective. But then in a sumo match, that same technique was used. So um, showing that it's effective, um, but it's just like sometimes in MMA or even in jujitsu, there's kind of a way things are done. And so then these types of thinking, especially since jujitsu is so popular, that becomes like the mainstream way of thinking uh when they're looking at fighting so then a lot of like the whole notion about like saying like giving up your back is something wrong and, and like an error or whatever then 
what you'll have then is that a lot of these techniques that we consider defensive techniques or techniques from turtle, they're not used, they're not refined, they're not, or they're even discarded so that uh, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't see it or you don't see people practicing it. So then if the, the situation came up where they were in that kind of scenario, they might not know what to do. All right, so, so a lot of these techniques that are used in catch wrestling uh, have not really like proliferated, you know, so even though people like, so some, even though people might make that, that argument that, oh, a professional MMA fighter should know catch wrestling and maybe they, they're not using these, these techniques because they might not work. Well, my argument is like, truly, they just don't know it. And, um, you know, like I teach at an MMA gym, you know, I've, I've sparred with, um, you know, the MMA team there and actually like shout out to, um, fight science MMA because, uh, one of our fighters is going to be, um, fighting in UFC this weekend, ghost pepper. Um, hopefully he wins. He's been winning a lot of, uh, his matches in, um, Combate Americas, right? So that's like the the MMA promotion that they try to like have a lot of uh, people in this North and South America, so the, this continent. Um, so, um, but anyway, so so even from there, or even all the like the different uh, studios I've taught at, I see a lot of times people do not know that technique or do not know a lot of catch wrestling techniques. Um, so that is, so then that's why my point of view is that it's not that they, it's not that they know it and choose not to do it. It's just, they just don't know it, right? Because jujitsu has developed a certain way of being a certain way of doing things. And then that kind of, uh, mentality is the mainstream. So that's what's going to be like done in the majority of the time, right? In the majority of schools, the majority of the, of training scenarios, you're training for those types of uh, attacks and counters and whatnot. Um, so then that you'll then that in turn becomes often what you will see in a fight. So like MMA fights and whatnot. So so my point is that when you're seeing maybe like an old timer or some really cool old photographs of, of catch wrestling, you might say like, oh, maybe some of these techniques are um, they might some of them might be show holes, which is true. Some of them might just be uh, holes that were done for pro wrestling or whatever. Like when it's when it became uh, that coordinated uh, dance between the two athletes. So some might be um, some might be that, but then when you when you see an actual say like a Joe Stecker or or um, some of these other like really legit catch wrestlers. Um, Oftentimes they are showing, maybe, well, there's one Joe Stecker picture where it's obvious that he's trying to demonstrate uh, a move. And so he's trying to make it a little bit more open and more clear so that you can see what he's doing in the photograph. Um, but he was doing like, I believe it was like a calf slicer. And um, and so you can, so he, he did it a little bit more of a big version, like so that you can see or understand what he's doing and the position of his legs and whatnot. Um, but it's still a, a legitimate, real uh, hold that he was doing. So when you see some of these old pictures of a real move, doesn't mean you can't do them, right? And that's why I say like 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, it's like a lot of times, they, or not a lot of times, they, the techniques that they took 
they developed this whole style from it because they were able to do a lot of these things or get a lot of these holds in grappling, right? And then now we even see a lot of these moves that they've popularized uh, even happening in MMA, right? So a lot of people are really excited when they see a twister or whatever, uh, which we call it like the guillotine, or, or, or people often call it wrestler's guillotine or whatever. Um, it is, even in wrestling, it does have different names. But um, that's why you can't discount some of these old things. And it doesn't necessarily make catch wrestling too good to be true. It, oftentimes, what it does is it makes your mindset or it shows your that your understanding is more of the mainstream understanding right so so there right <laughs> let's go and get to some of your comments uh frankie cal we need that catch wrestling book okay all right let's work on that okay and then frankie cal i think you uh you commented earlier it's probably on something i was talking about it says my wife gave up her back once now we're getting a divorce um nice so yeah well i don't know if you're sad or happy about the divorce but um i guess we'll keep keep moving on time moves on time marches on right so um you know, hopefully uh everything uh works out for you um yeah so hopefully you guys understand my point where it's like uh it's not that catch wrestling is too good to be true when you see a lot of these strange moves that you don't understand and actually this kind of brings me to one of the things that we were talking about in the last live stream like um because we had a really great talk with uh, a lot of the a lot of the viewers on our YouTube channel and, and the Twitch channel. Um, so um, I think what we're going to also be doing is besides just doing some breakdowns of like sumo wrestling or some MMA stuff, uh, we want to try to bring to life some of these old uh, techniques that you'll see in some of these really old uh, wrestling manuals. So stuff from the 1800s, 1900s, and early 1900s. Um, so... Um, you can see better what was going on because quite often, I say like if you look at uh, Farmer Burns manuals, like it was just a few pictures that were mailed to people around the country or whatever. So um, sometimes there's like these big jumps in between the movements because they didn't have video, right? So it kind of left a little to be desired in your imagination. So you're supposed to fill in um, the 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 move right using the description that was written uh, and the images that you saw but sometimes they don't quite match if you're not um like if you're not like catch wrestling minded or wrestling minded um so i think we're we're gonna be working on that as well like trying to bring to life some of these old moves that might seem strange or impractical or whatever uh, a lot of them are like very, very great techniques. And we've, we've done one it was a few months ago um, where it was like a counter to being thrown um, because something similar was done in MMA. It was like a, one of Shinya Aoki's fights. Um, he employed similar techniques to what Martin Burns did in his, in, in his manuals, right? So... Uh, we'll we'll continue to try to or we'll start trying to do more of those uh so that's going to be one of our like our our upcoming projects um so if you have any other like uh, things that you would like us to kind of help bring to life just let me know uh we'll go ahead and do it for you 
just so we give people an understanding that uh, catch wrestling isn't too good to be true, but it's actually very good and it's very true, right? And of course, you know, there's like distortions and stuff about what catch wrestling really is, and and you'll see these, uh, you know, pro wrestling stuff that kind of distort the understanding. But a lot of times when you see like one of the old time wrestlers uh, showing some really great move, um, chances are it's a legit move, right? You, you just might not know how to do it, right? So coming from your background, if it's like a, um, you know, more of a modern grappling background, then you might, you just might not understand how people got into that position or those positions, um, but they work, right? And you can do it. You just have to understand how it was done and how to maybe modify it for uh, a modern grappling experience or modern grappling situation, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's not that they're fake moves or whatever, but and a lot of them are really, really great moves. All right, anybody have any questions? Feel free to ask. Um, we might keep this one short because I have to actually go teach uh, pretty soon. So I'd have to go drive. <laughs> so um, yeah, if anybody has any questions, go ahead and ask now. Um, all right. Catch was all the rage back in the 60s with Titan and El Ring. Oh, uh, as well, <laughs> for a second, I thought it was uh, French. But anyway, um, yeah, so, so Jack, Dev, Devini, sorry if I misspell or mispronounced your last name, um, but yeah, thank you for the comment, Jack. So um, yeah, you're going to be hearing a lot of that. And so even uh, Osamu Matsunami, our friend in in Japan, um, he also said that he like got into catch wrestling because of professional wrestling, uh, because oftentimes they the words, especially in Japanese, are a little bit more interchangeable. Where Lancashire wrestling, catch wrestling and professional wrestling were kind of like one at that time. So um, so you would see professional wrestling events being called like Lancashire wrestling and whatnot. So, um, but that's what got Osamu in, into wanting to learn the real thing because he, was, he enjoyed the pro wrestling, right? So you'll see different times um, where... And even nowadays too, I think uh, there's kind of you're hearing the words or the term catch wrestling more and more, and uh, so hopefully it's kind of raised or there's like the uh, the public awareness of catch wrestling is increasing. So you know, let's try to keep that going. Let's help. Let's try to keep real wrestling alive. You know, I'm hoping that all of you um, can can help with that. Um, so just know that there is kind of like a mainstream thought of grappling that is different from when catch wrestling was the mainstream thought, right? But it doesn't mean that um, doesn't mean that catch wrestling is no longer practical or some of these techniques are are not good or not usable or whatever. Um, no, they are good, and you can still use them in a modern grappling scenario. That's ultimately my point. So catch wrestling isn't too good to be true. It's actually really great, and you should probably learn it, right? And you should help keep it keep it alive, right? Uh, Shinhi Yi, 
Uh, is it live? Um, are you talking about the last comment about the the old wrestling things? Uh, maybe you can find it online. Maybe you can find some uh, clips on it, you know, somewhere online. Probably even YouTube. All right. All right. So uh, I just want to let people know. So if you're not in Los Angeles, if you're not in the East Coast, you, and if you want to learn authentic catch wrestling, you can join our Catch Wrestling Alliance CWA Academy. You can just go to our website. You can join there. Uh, we also have several like standalone courses available, whether it be Nogi Judo or several different ones. Uh, one, we have one up there from our good friend uh, John Strickland on the East Coast. He's the 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 head coach of American Hook Wrestling. Um, we also have one that I did where it was uh, Chinese kickboxing. That's the other style that I teach at UCLA. Um, I think. Chinese kickboxing and catch wrestling have a good, um, like a good balance. So they mix together very, very well. So there's a lot of takedowns in Chinese kickboxing. So we have a video course of, up there. It's called Sanda and catch wrestling combinations. Uh, so we have, you know, standalone courses. If you don't want to just do the, the catch wrestling Alliance Academy, but that is, uh, how you can become affiliated with catch wrestling Alliance. Um, if you do the academy, so we want to try to say like, we want to try to have it where it's like say if you don't want to uh, get that involved, then you can uh, still uh, like take some of the other courses that we have. Right? You can also become a member of this channel if you want to support us. Um, that is uh, that is our YouTube channel. So if you're listening or watching on another platform, uh, our, on our YouTube channel, you can become a member uh, to support us. We have different style or different uh, sorry different uh tiers of membership so uh, you can support us there as well uh shinhee so catch wrestling techniques uh is far more brutal than bjj subs some of catch subs bjj don't really use that often like bulldog choke hammer lock uh those are some examples uh yeah yeah so that that's that's the thing so it's I think uh, kind of what I was saying earlier, where it's like you'll have this mainstream understanding or the mainstream way of doing things or the mainstream approach to grappling. So then, um, then, so then, if everyone's kind of doing the mainstream, or the, if the majority of people are doing the mainstream thing, then quite a lot of techniques aren't being taught. So then you're going to see it less, like done less and less. Um, and so then my argument would be like, um, say like if someone, if I, if I show a technique and then someone says, oh, what about, you know, like I don't see it in MMA or whatever, like, uh, or this is a, this would be a no, no and whatever. Then, um, if I say like, it's just, these people don't know these techniques, it doesn't mean that they're not like valid, right? It doesn't mean they're fake techniques and whatnot. They're actually really great techniques. Um, so yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Shinhee. All right, Shinhee's actually in, uh, uh, New Zealand, so I wonder what time it is. It's already kind of, it's nighttime here, so, uh, probably like early morning or I don't know, but, or maybe afternoon, right? Sorry, well, who knows, but they're on, they're in the future from LA. Right. 
All right, so I think we'll go ahead and uh, sign off now. So thanks everyone for watching and listening. We're available at, on as a podcast as well, wherever you listen. So thank you. And let, together, let's help keep real wrestling alive.